0: We would like to acknowledge and respect the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording as its original custodians, along with their customs, traditions, and their special relationship with the land.
1: It just looks weird because it's like an aged baby face, I guess.
0: Hi and welcome to Switched On, an entertainment and pop culture podcast by Swinburne University's The Standard. I'm your host, Theo Tunks, and today I am joined by May Fowler and Shankar Giri to do a follow-up episode of Marvel's What If series. We talk about the best and worst episodes, geek out about everything Marvel-related, and discuss the twist ending of the series. With that said, we spoil the show's finale and all of the other episodes in our discussion, so please, proceed with caution.
2: guys. I'm uh, Shanks. I'm joining today to discuss, well amongst other things, the the, uh, What If series on on Disney Plus um, and just I suppose pop culture in general. Um, In my spare time I enjoy education and also studying my master's. Well I don't enjoy it but that's what I do. (laughs) Uh,
1: Hi I'm May. I am currently studying a Bachelor of Design after completing a Bachelor of photography because I like to kill myself with studying.
3: So yes as Shanks mentioned uh, we're going to be talking about the What If show today. Now I did do a um, a podcast on this with uh, two people who unfortunately weren't available today but we only did it on the first episode and just talked about the direction that Marvel was going. Today we're just going to be talking just about the What If show. Uh, I feel like we should probably start off with the biggest thing that happened in that series, the fact that it it wasn't an anthology. Everything came, not full circle, but all of the episodes prior to the final two episodes, they actually had a point because they all appeared in the final episode. Um, So what's what's everyone's thoughts on that? Because I know some people love it. I know some people hate it.
2: Well, yeah, personally, I I quite liked the idea of, of having a, what well, seemed initially as, as you said, like an anthology series tie up in a neat little bow um, at the end there, just because it's sort of, um, well, I, I suppose the payoff was a bit more satisfying. I feel like the episodes lengthwise weren't able to pay off a lot of what they'd um, insinuated in, in each episode. Like, you know, for example, off the top of my head, I, I mean, it's not really a payoff, but, but even what happens at the end of What If Zombies, you know, it wasn't just an episode dedicated to zombies and then that's it there was still some sort of link there at the end of it it wasn't I mean a strong link but I just like that they always bring things back
1: yeah well I think by the time it got to the zombies episode and maybe a bit of the Doctor Strange one you could kind of tell that they were sort of winding it in with one another and you're like shit where are they going to go? What are they going to do with it? Okay, I'm in for this. Sure. Yeah.
2: I, I think it's also interesting to, to think about how if it, if it didn't end up tying together, you know, there are endings in um, in this series with left alone. It could have just been more food for thought and sort of just, I suppose, it would leave you wondering what if more, if that makes sense. I mean, for example, when T'Challa becomes Star-Lord, you know, Peter Quill gets, um, uh, well, it's insinuated that he's getting infected by whatever the planet dude's name is, Ego,
1: yeah. Ego. Well, they Um, actually show that in the final couple of episodes. Yeah, they do, yeah. Because that's when the Watcher pops up and he's like, hey, you're mine.
3: (laughs) Because, yeah, it's um, T'Challa that's fighting against Ego at the uh, like during that episode. And then I do just love how, hey, you can just stop that right now. I'm just going to take you out of here. The, the world <laughs> can get destroyed. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, in all fairness, they got Hold put back point. at yeah. that exact time. Yeah, so it's more like, oh, I'm just going to pop you. You're going to go through this mind-blowing experience, possibly die, and then go back <laughs> to the big fight you're doing. Have fun.
2: <laughs> but but that's what I mean. Like, imagine if they didn't have that sort of connection in that episode. It would have just been like, all right, so there's potential for Peter Quill to have been infected, but we don't know what's going to happen with that anymore. Like, to, our, to, to the viewers' eyes, there's no T'Challa coming in to save the day. If that was its just own anthology-type series and there was no connection at the end. So that would have been crazy as well to think about. Mm.
3: Yeah, just, I think, so a lot of people... I- at this point, uh, I think they're catching on to the fact that you just can't trust a word that Marvel says. I, I definitely <laughs> re- recall some stage they said, no, it's a true anthology. Nothing's going to c- tie them in at the end. Um, yeah, They're not going to have anything to do with one another. And then, yeah, they just
2: lied. Are there any Marvel-related things that have no absolutely no connection? I mean, MCU, I mean, things that have absolutely no connection with the overarching universe uh does the netflix series count <laughs> oh da- touché well that's yeah. still initially before they yeah on them there was that connection to the overall really, yeah, yeah. And in
1: all fairness they're gonna start roping them in from what i've heard as well really yeah that's yeah that's, that. that's the big rumor but it's gonna be a big you know huge true it's gonna be a big what
3: if <laughs> and, and, <laughs> that's great I, and i've heard oh, that they're doing that with agents of shield as well really yeah, yeah uh, i i remember reading um that the director for spider-man no way no way home is saying that it's going to be the new avengers ending.
2: Rami. wow yeah.
3: no no Rami's not the one directing uh uh far from
2: uh, no way home i can't remember He's directing Isn't, the Doctor oh, Strange. Oh, he's directing one. Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, why don't I? Yeah, that's right. I just cause <laughs> because I, I he, think... he
1: did the original Spider-Man the trilogy, Spider Man yeah, trilogy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and I think um, speaking of Spider Man, aren't all three Spider Men rumored to be in yep. No Way Home?
1: I I think by now we should just realize that Marvel is a colossal fuckfest of a thousand different characters just coming from every angle. <laughs> yep. Because. Yep. <laughs>
2: exactly
3: i don't know um well i know may has but i don't know if you saw wandavision shanks yes Um, yeah yeah, just because jack schaefer uh the creator of it she said that uh she had no idea that people would connect uh evan peters to quicksilver from the x-men
1: i have no (laughs) clue how she did not think of that what? Especially you know what? when he's like the most iconic Quicksilver that yeah. people first think okay, of. Okay, you
2: know what it is. In her defense, I think that she just probably didn't look up uh, Evan Peters' IMDb and didn't see the, <laughs> oh, yes. the same movie. And so, you know, it can happen to anyone.
3: That, that That's the thing. I think that's why I think that Marvel lies oh yeah
2: yeah i mean it, it they sort of use that whole saying you know nothing is true everything is permitted it, it's literally that's marvel's news yeah s-
3: like... they can't even uh say that um oh no 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 like it's not going to be part of this universe anymore considering they're bringing in like 50 different universes into <laughs> so... yeah
2: well speaking of how did you find the Loki? did you guys watch the Loki key series
3: yeah. yeah yeah no that i quite enjoyed that yeah. i know a lot of people who hated it but, but i think that uh, that was definitely my favorite of the live action series.
2: Oh really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
3: What if is probably my favorite of the um, well, the series of overall. Because, I agree. Yeah. So uh, I would like to get to the factor. So what was everyone's first thoughts after the first episode? Because I was a bit concerned.
1: It's very simple and very uh, classic sharpshooter origin story that almost every superhero has. Um, which was okay, but like you said, it kind of makes you worried for the series. And then, you know, the second episode came in, get about halfway through it. And it's just like, this has changed. This is not (laughs) what I thought it was going to be. Okay. It, It was like the first episode was to kind of make you look the opposite direction and, like, tease you with what could be and what it could be and then just be like, oh, here's something really great. Bam! Right in the face.
2: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that, May, because I sort of walked into uh, the What If series with that first episode kind of um, with an objective sense of view because it had been so long since I'd seen the the first um, Captain America movie. I thought, well, look, even if it is just that same story, but it's slightly changed, Yeah, you, know, you know, whatever, it's fine. This is what I'm going to expect for the rest of the series. And it'll just be a lighthearted, you know, everybody, everything's fun. It's calm. It's all, you know, and then, as you said, by that second episode, it completely sort of turned on its head when you're like, wait, it's not just, well, what if something slightly changed? It's more like, you know, there are actual repercussions to to a lot of what happens.
1: I did really like how it was like one little thing that changes and then it just, it just branches yeah. so much like sure. the butterfly effect <laughs> i mean
3: just even the fact that i don't know i would have just loved the entire episode to be about how the uh, t'challa managed to convince thanos that he was being an idiot
2: <laughs> i know that was just glossed over oh my god i love that it was though i think yeah. the more mystery behind that the better It's so good.
1: It's not genocide if it's random.
3: (laughs) And I think it was, uh, like, Shuri who was calling him out on it and saying, you know you were being a real dumbass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It really reminds me of the scene from Brooklyn Nine-Nine where someone, like, says that they murdered someone for some reason and he's like, cool motive, still murder. Still murder. (laughs) It has
2: that energy. Uh, Oh, absolutely. And they're all just so nonchalant about it as well, in the sense that, like, you know, I know that there's a reality where this his, you know, intentions came to fruition, but the fact that he's, he's saying, or even still, he's, he's trying to justify that giant genocidal desire of his, and everyone's like, you know, you're crazy. You're crazy, yeah. Thanos.
3: And that's the thing, even with um, Thanos, like the genocide and everything, we find out later in the series with Ultron getting the Infinity Stones, Thanos was actually being humble, like he. Yeah, yeah. Is considering what Ultron was able to do with oh, all the yeah. Infinity Stones. Not only was he able to destroy, he, he destroyed it like a the entire universe within the first five minutes of the episode. I think. Yeah, remember. that's
2: very true. Yeah, but do you think that's because that Infinity Ultron, whatever Ultimate Ultron, whatever he is, was just insurmountably more powerful than Thanos, or do you think? maybe they were, they were, at some level, Thanos still had that potential to destroy universes as well.
3: Uh, it is possible because Vision was created to be the absolute perfect yeah. being. So yeah. the fact that, like, the most all-powerful being, like, in the universe. So the fact that when Ultron took over him, I can see where you're coming from. But, it, yeah. Yeah, I, but that's also, what I love.
1: The stone is a part of, like, Vision Ultron's body. So, like, when something's, like... A part of you you know how to use it to the full extent you know yeah I, I could be like oh you two can both run a marathon for five kilometers and you'd be like fuck no I know my body can't handle that yeah.
2: and I feel like
1: it's a little bit like that he's because it's a part of him both mind body and I guess kind of soul um that he's able to use it to probably a fuller extent. Plus yeah. also Ultron didn't have the setbacks of the morality that Vision did. Yeah. So, you know, any sort of damage and stuff that it could do, he's like, oh, I don't care. I'm killing yeah, everyone different. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: one thing I was a little confused about, like why was Ultron doing everything that he was doing in the final two episodes? It, is it just, you know, I think it could be, like, he could still chalk it up to him um, wanting peace throughout the un- like all universes and everything, and the only way to achieve peace is if every living being is dead.
1: Yeah, well, that was yeah. his whole motto and image. And... Well,
2: isn't it, like, in, in Age of Ultron, in the, in the movie itself, doesn't he come to the conclusion that it's more humanity that needs to be obliterated? It's not all living things, so he kind of makes a bit of a jump to go from humanity to like every single living thing, if that makes sense. Cause I mean, I'm sure there's a nation out there in that in the universe of, of whatever Marvel is that is just more, you know, pleasant and, and a, objectively a bit more peace loving than than humans would be, you know. So I, I feel like that's a still a bit of a jump to come to that conclusion.
1: Honestly, he just seems like a moody teen that wants to be left alone by <laughs> <Yeah>. everyone.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Emo Ultron. Yeah, It's not a phase.
3: <laughs> Moving on, uh, what was everyone's favourite episode and why? My absolute favourite uh, episode was... Okay, so it, it switches all the time between what I think the, the funniest episode is and what I think is the most heartfelt and deep episode. So, but right now I'm leaning more towards what if Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands, which I think was an absolutely brilliant episode. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then it comes, uh, every so often, I'll just think of something that happens in, um, what if Thor was an only child oh. and think, <laughs> oh God, I, I just love the direction that they went with that one. Yeah.
2: as Like Thor is a frat bro. I, I think also on that episode, just the um, thinking about like the, the repercussions of, of being stuck in like a pocket dimension or whatever that was mm. for the rest of eternity. So you don't die or whatever else. You're just left to deal with the consequences of your own actions because you wanted to save the, the love of your life. Mm. And then it, You know, the last thing he saw that was living in that pocket dimension was the love of his life.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of like, again as well
2: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly
3: i do love that uh essentially at the end of the series he becomes his own watch like another watcher yeah just to watch With... over that one single point in space time just yeah. to, make sure, to make sure that no one ever breaks out of it
2: yeah absolutely that was cool yeah
1: i mean imagine if they do
3: though i think well i think that could possibly be happen in season two yeah true i i i i think it's been confirmed
1: well, there's a lot of theories about it happening because everyone thinks that in the new Spider-Man movie coming out, that that's evil Doctor Strange, because normal, normal <laughs> Doctor Strange wouldn't do it. And uh... That with uh, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman having passed, and uh, as well as um Eric Killmonger being dead canonically in the MCU, they're thinking that's going to be a way to retcon him back. So a lot oh. of people actually have a lot of theories from that line and i think i don't think it would be unheard of for the mcu to pull all these different threads yeah. from different things
2: yeah I, I was speaking of bringing people back from the dead I, do you feel like it was it's kind of deliberate that they didn't bring natasha romanoff into the current
3: like AC timeline. Yeah. Well, it it could absolutely have something to do with legal battles with uh, Scarlett Johansson and everything.
1: But with how much, like, universe hopping that they're going to be doing, especially over the next, you know, phase, there's still that possibility for it to be brought back in, even for little parts.
2: I think, though, it does all these sort of, like, somebody died then was brought back or another dimensional version of somebody's brought back it kind of like it's a tricky game to play just because it devalues the death of each character which is so often the case in comics i feel oh my in-
1: god supernatural
2: well exactly <laughs> it's it's from supernatural or literally every anime ever
3: and that's the thing they've actually already done it um with gamora in um like avengers end game just bringing right. her back from a previous time and then from a different universe and yeah so
1: well no technically gamora wasn't from a different universe it was a different point in time it's kind of a weird thing but yeah i don't think i would want them to do it with like almost every character and stuff like that i think like you said, it will devalue the deaths, it will devalue the relationship that you have built with these characters, and I would much rather them explore the characters in the proper universe with the occasional, you know, pop-ins or something like that. Yeah, I
2: mean, it's probably never going to happen or it'll happen in, like, another 10 years. But I would like, if they do revamp, iron man to, to reflect what has been happening in like the comics uh, the comics recently would mm. cool for tony stark to come back as an ai as a sort of a support figure to the current to uh, i think reary
3: yeah reary yeah. well the, they have announced iron heart as a series and yeah. armor wars as well so it's possible that's um,
2: true but i mean as a danny jr i mean it's unlikely i suppose but that would yeah. be still
1: Well, I mean, if he came back as an AI, that might just be like voice acting rather than necessarily like a full comprehensive thing, because like all these actors that are getting old, I mean, just look at Hugh Jackman, who's like, Wolverine, no more. No, I don't care. I'm done. Just because it's so like such pain to keep all of that up and everything.
3: I mean, you have to give credit to the writers who are able to find ways to like introduce the same character but younger into the series I and mean, yeah. that that happened in X-Men but also uh I think they're probably going to do that with Marvel like if a character if an actor has said no I don't want to do this anymore well the character's still going to be there somehow <laughs> I mean you, you definitely have got true comics writers on the Marvel oh, yeah. writing staff 100 percent yeah. The 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 amount of ways they're able to bring someone back, even if they're not played by the same actor, is just mind-boggling. Yeah.
1: One of the good things talking about bringing people back is, I have liked some of the ways it's brought people back. Like I know technically not what if but vision for example um and everything that happened in wonder vision, yeah. you know that's not just vision from another universe has popped over and done this you know ultron technically being resurrected in the what if series that was just you know a slightly different little thing rather than you know ultron from this universe came to do this and yeah. I think there's potential to have some really cool things, but there's also, you know, the potential to be poopy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but talking about WandaVision and Vision, the zombie episode was probably my favourite.
2: Yeah, um, it I was. Yeah.
1: loved WandaVision, and since then I've adored the characters. And when... That episode happened, it just had like really awesome little tidbits. Plus, I feel like everyone likes a little bit of Spider Man and his comedy in there. That that was pretty solid. But I really liked the little horror elements of it. And then and then you had like Vision curing people and feeding their corpses to his, you know, undead wife, which is
3: terrifying. But that I could actually see the character doing that.
2: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure, one the only gripe I have though is that they make like Zombie Wonder look so powerful, and she is so powerful, but then she's just like completely useless in the finale. Which I mean, I get because she's a distraction. Which yeah, yeah. but I I still think that like having a being that's capable of destroying an infinity stone with their powers alone be like just flattened in like two like thirty seconds yeah it was funny but it was also a bit unfortunate
1: i feel like if they had a longer run time um and the more time to like flesh out the series because um all the series that have come out this year have been affected by covid and you know as someone who's been involved with filmmaking and creating and animation and all of that jazz. I know how long it takes to do something just by yourself, let oh, alone yeah. with a team of people that you can't regularly get together because of COVID restrictions yeah. and everything. Yeah. So I think like that also affected it, which is a bit yeah. of a shame.
2: That's true. Um, I think my favorite episode was probably also the the zombies um, or either that or it's a tie where they all die just because <laughs> it was so funny to see the ways in which they just kicked the bucket like yeah like, with the exception of black widow which was just a bit of a cop-out because i mean how else are you going to kill black widow if not with like something that's off screen i suppose yeah. like every single other death was just hilarious like, hulk for example was probably the best oh story. god <laughs> but yeah it was it, it, that was probably my favorite episode I'd, I'd have to say
1: i feel like that was the most beautiful start of the running gag of tony stark dying, dying. throughout <laughs> the series <laughs>
3: So then, uh, while we're talking about favorite episodes, that leads into everyone's least favorite episodes. I know this is going to be a little bit divisive, but yeah, my least favorite was what if Captain Ricardo was the first Avenger. Yeah. It, it just wasn't new. It was retreading old ground. And even though it kind of felt it was designed to sort of ease us into the series, it just didn't go all out like I would have yeah. hoped an episode like that would
2: but enough, yeah. yeah,
3: I did love Captain Carter though. I love the character so Absolutely. much. She's amazing.
2: So cool. It's just like, she's no like bullcrap in essence. Yeah. It's like it's it's like that meme where it's like, you know, the Lord of the Rings is this huge book, but the Lord of the Rings would be such a smaller book if you just gave Pippin a gun yeah. and it completely <laughs> just changed the course of that narrative. So, and I feel that she did a similar thing in the sense that she sort of knew what to do, when to do, and how to do it, and it just sort of shortened that whole movie into like 20 minutes or whatever it was. My least favorite episode probably has to be the one where Killmonger saves uh, Tony Stark. Look, that's a close second for me, (laughs) yeah. I just can't deal with Tony Stark dying all over again, but also giving Killmonger exactly what he needs to dethrone Wakanda and then set it ablaze is just unfortunate.
3: I don't know how much more could have been done with that episode. Yeah. But I, I just don't think it needed to exist. Yep. It's yeah. I think it's the only episode that isn't oh well no, because Killmonger is in like the final two episodes. Yeah. yeah but
1: he didn't really do anything besides like a very obvious betrayal that he hmm. <laughs> you can see from sort of a long shot. I think
2: also like by memory, it's one of the few episodes. Uh, aside from the Marvel Zombies one, they don't pay off its conclusion in some way. Because even when they do touch base with the Killmonger universe, when the Watch is, you know, grabbing everyone, it still shows Pepper Potts and and Shuri trying to overthrow whatever Killmonger has done. But then it's not sort of addressed anymore. It's sort of just left at that point. Yeah.
1: Well... I mean he's locked in a little gem pocket dimension. It can't they can't really do anything with it. He's gone. So <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah.
3: I, I, I also sort of love the idea that it wasn't because um, the, the, the reason that they those um, like people from the universe were chosen wasn't because that they were the best for the job. More like that if they died not too much would happen kind of yeah. thing i think that's the way that they were going
2: for it but that's interesting actually i didn't think about that mm-hmm. wow yeah so if, um, well, what if t'challa died though then peter quill would have taken over earth
3: yeah true yeah i i don't know but like i think that that's what they were going for that's why they didn't take the oh. original avengers
2: well you know what maybe it was every sort of character had their own thing that they brought to the table so if, if yeah in case, if he disappeared then he makes things better quite frankly yeah basically it's he literally, like, mellowed down Thanos. So clearly his diplomatic skills, yeah. you know, second to none and, like, so on and so forth. Um, I wish we had some more information on the Gamora they bring in.
3: Yeah, uh, because I can't even remember what it- she was even from. Like, was she even from no, a No, she wasn't.
1: That yeah. was an episode they cut. Uh, yeah.
3: okay. So
1: yeah. that's going to be, like, season two because I'm I, oh. I can't remember how many episodes they were meant to have, but they were definitely meant to have more.
2: Right, and is that because of the pandemic as well?
1: I assume so. I mean, like, with um Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they completely rewrote the script and everything because uh, yep. their storyline was originally pandemic-based and they're like, well... <laughs> <laughs> the one that I think off off the top of my head is the Doctor Strange episode. Really? Or the Thor one.
3: That's my two favourite ones. <laughs> I i know, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I, I just found that they didn't capture me as much like I think they're definitely good in their own sense and I'm not saying that they're bad but I guess I just didn't connect to them as much um, yeah. they definitely had funny moments although Thor was kind of like a spoilt little brat <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of Captain Marvel either so her and Thor being sort of the lead I think they had good moments just as yeah. an episode as a whole I wasn't the biggest fan of them
2: yeah I, I mean that's fair yeah um, well, I I happen to enjoy both of them quite a lot I, I mean it was essentially with the Thor one it was just Thor from the first movie throughout the entire like
3: exactly episode. I, I, I do and even like even more Thor yeah Yeah, Yeah. i don't know how thor (laughs) could become more thor but he was more thor yeah
2: and and i feel like the way he spoke the things he did was very um because the movie does well the movies do sort of hold back on the way thor's personality is compared to how he can be in the comics Mm -hmm. and i feel like the way he spoke and the things he was saying was very much in line with what he would like in the comics yeah exactly yeah and I, i don't know i just love their uh he, the romance they showed with um i think jane yeah jane as well especially when they got the tattoos like his is science and hers is yeah. so good i, I just because in, in a sense it's sort of both the same thing they sort of discussed that in door two and like mm. yeah i don't know I, I enjoyed that for that reason yeah
3: I, I just loved the well it's gonna sound weird i love the colors of that episode Yeah, Um, that 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 was actually uh, a criticism I had of the first episode. I did just the animation didn't seem to sort of fit fit that well. Yeah, because there's a lot of slow moments and everything, and it was kind of drab and all that. uh, Because I don't think that the animation worked all that well in the slow parts, just with them talking. Yeah, Uh, but so when the rest of the uh, show was. Basically, just nothing but movement and colors and everything uh, like, and showed off what animation can do. Yeah, Yeah. that's that really um reversed a whole lot of uh, criticisms I had
2: of the first episode.
1: You know what though, talking about that, I would actually say the colors, um, like the color palettes, really associated with the genre that they were trying to go with them, but also movies that they were corresponding to. Like the Captain Carter episode, really like streamlined into all of the Captain America movies you know it's got the politics that it all has um the like the fact that it was quite dark the whole time but also very punchy with the colors in terms of you know the blues and the reds the others were quite similar like Thor you're saying is like really colorful and pretty and everything like that and Thor's always been flashy <laughs> yeah. so you know that really fits that and it really fits like if you oh. think about it the first and the third four movie we don't talk yeah. about the second
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, there's a second Thor
1: I like it they really felt like someone had just kind of taken a deleted scene of the movies that they were connected to and sort yeah. of twisted them a little bit which was really cool and really nice. Can
3: I um just uh, shout out one of my uh, favorite things about the second episode and that is the music because they managed to combine the Black Panther theme with the Guardians of the Galaxy theme and I don't know how they managed to do it so well. So good. The final thing that I'd like to talk about is the voice acting of the series because I thought, think it went absolutely brilliantly. The thing is I would play a little game with myself. I didn't do too much research into who which actor was coming back and everything like that uh and I wouldn't look at the credits and I would try and see like who like who they got back like as the original voice actor and who they didn't yeah I did terribly at that because <laughs> I legit thought that Chris Hemsworth wasn't Thor and um Natalie Portman wasn't um <laughs> uh, Jane Foster I was completely
2: wrong in that well I, I think it's just out of the sheer fact that I mean, in how many animated animated sort of productions do they have every, like, that many stars, yeah. right? Like, you seldom do you have those types of things where it's, like, everyone... And, like, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, is so huge in and of itself that it's going to be star-studded. Mm-hmm. And to have all those people come back in an animated version, you sort of don't expect that off the bat.
3: Yeah, well, I think what was going on, especially with um, Chris Hemsworth's Thor... I think he kind of a little bit over-exaggerated it just because I think that's what he was told to do because it doesn't usually come out as well in animation, like the voice that you do.
1: In some ways, I'm actually really glad that they got quite a few professional voice actors in to come and portray these characters because you look at it, they did pretty well. You know, that's kind of their job. If you think about it, they're like, you know, a mimic, a changeling. They take (laughs) on these characters and they take on the voices and they do great. And of course it was great to see some of like our favourite people come and, you know, voice act for it. But I also don't think it was necessary for them to do it. Like again, great, but I think if they didn't it would have still been just as good.
2: I think um, it would have if they cho- if they had majority uh, voice actors, my only fear is that it would have sort of detached itself a bit more than the MCU mm-hmm. that would are used to if that makes sense like people coming into it who made you know not play that same game uh, that you, that you played Theo in terms of trying to guess who the voice actors are would probably be like all right well this is something that is separate. The MCU because yeah it'll probably somewhat relate to it but it's it's still going to be an animation not a movie you know different actors there's I feel the voice actors added as an extra measure of like a a tie to the MCU so Um. but also
1: I I just to argue that a little bit when you think of a character from the mcu whether it's just from seeing a uh animated show automatically your iron man's gonna be robert downey jr you like you you immediately go to that and <laughs> realistically like yes we all sit through the credits to wait, wait for the oh, of end scenes but i don't think many people sort of really care of the little things unless people are really like devoted fans or that hard interested in it but like casual viewers you know I have a couple of friends who have just casually watched it and you know they haven't cared about who's voice acting it they haven't cared about you know who's come back and who hasn't
3: that's the thing I don't think there's a single person in the world who would argue that robert downey jr wasn't perfectly cast as iron man that like yeah. that they think of him when they think of
2: iron Absolutely. man I mean, yeah and i mean even iron man the way that he was animated w- was essentially i mean obviously there's going to be that likeness anyway because it's it's a character in, in the comics but even i i'd infer that from the animations from the even the, the sort of the idiosyncrasies there, there there was still a lot of similarities that you would get from rdj that you may not get as a sort of a, a standalone.
3: Yeah, they, they definitely based the animated version
2: of Iron Man off RDJ.
1: I started playing the, uh, the Spider-Man game again recently and when they uh, remastered it for the PS5, they remodeled Peter Parker and he now looks like Tom Holland. Yeah.
2: No way!
1: And yeah. I was just looking at it like, I am freaked out. This doesn't feel real. Why am I controlling him? It just looks weird because it's like an aged baby face. Yes. I guess yeah. I don't know. It's it, it's kind of creepy. It's like when know. people get life, uh, like life-size, real-looking dolls in their room of like someone they know.
2: Wow, that's amazing. Such a blatant change as well. You can't be like, oh, we just tweaked him a bit. No, <laughs> it's a complete
3: it's like new character redesign.
2: No, I, I really enjoyed the voice acting in, in um this uh, series. But I, I will say, I, I mean, it's going to sound like I'm a massive Iron Man fanboy. And I suppose to an extent I am. But I did miss rdj so did
3: i yeah. i think everyone did though yeah.
1: but he'll definitely be back there for like some little things so he, I, he said he
3: he's open to it at least in animation but yeah i think it was only for what if he i think it's just oh. because he, he he gets to sit in the sound room uh for a little and just yep. talk yeah. for a bit rather than just actually acting it out
2: yeah
1: i really hope they do some more animated shows. So do I.
2: I would even, I would even like for them to do something along the lines of like what, like Star Wars have done with their Star Wars Legends. Um...
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would love, yeah, just something like that uh, where everything is connected, but also you don't need to see everything in order to. Yeah. Understand what's going on because, yeah, people are going to need to have watched Loki and WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier in order to uh, understand what's going on in the movies. Yeah. So I would love something that just doesn't connect to anything. So I'm almost hoping that that's what What If is. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the rest of the MCU, but we'll see. What was everyone's final thoughts uh, on the What If show? I think that it was absolutely brilliant uh, everything that i could want out of that show kind of happened my only complaints is that the episodes weren't longer
2: yeah my my final sort of go away thoughts uh that yeah absolutely loved the the show um the only gripe i have is that i you know would love to have had more episodes and have them be a bit longer as well um even if it is just a couple more just to round it up to a good nice healthy 15 um uh, and also, I absolutely hate the fact that Disney only releases one a week. Like, I just... Yeah. Just give it to me and I'll just take it all. I don't even care.
1: <laughs> I really liked it. I think it was kind of like a nice, refreshing taste to, like, the MCU as a whole. Instead of, like, sitting there for hours and rewatching every single movie, you kind of got a taste of all of them plus something new. And I really feel like... um it was such a great tie-over while waiting for new content to come out. Because, yeah. you know, Victoria can't go see Shang-Chi at the moment. Uh, soon, though. Soon. soon. So is. soon. But yeah, uh, I think the only thing that makes me a little bit sad is I just feel like it doesn't fit in as much because of like the fact that it's animated and everything mm-hmm. else is live action. So I would really like to see something else you know, animated or maybe a special live action special oh, of what if oh, yeah. be
2: kinda
3: cool. Nice. Thanks guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this is great.
0: Thank you to our guests, May Fowler and Shankar Giddy. The full series of What If is now available to stream on Disney Plus. This episode was hosted and researched by myself, Theo Tunks, edited by Jane McLucas, and produced by Aditi Kuti. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Swin Journalism, Instagram at SwinBurm Journalism, or check out our website at theswinstandard.net. And, as always, thanks for listening.